What's up? This is episode four of Yeah, It's Khalil, and yeah, I'm Khalil. My throat's a little scratchy today, so if I sound a little off, that's why. I apologize, but try to bear with me. I wanted to start this episode off with a quick clip of a video that made me cringe a little bit. This is Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario. He put together a video, or a series of videos, there's two of them, where he says stay at home in a bunch of different languages. It's like 20 or 30 different languages. And uh, this is relevant because about a month ago, he implement or enacted a, a, a state of emergency and a stay at home order. So this video, the first video came out like mid-January and the second one came out last week. So I'm going to play the clip real quick so you can hear it. Stay at home. Restez à la maison. Taizai jolly. Low fun. Hi okay. Kurei ro. Kadete ankasa. Shalik vi alabate. Manatili sabahai. So that's a funny clip. This guy, he's doing like 22 different languages. The Paswa one got me especially. I thought that one was hilarious. You're in Canada, man. You can't you can't speak a little bit better French than that. But all in all, like this was this was funny. It was he's being a good sport. Essentially, he's saying if you're not gonna listen to me, then I'm gonna say it in your language. So maybe maybe you'll start listening. And uh, again, I'll reiterate, it's a joke. But some people, some people were big mad. I was seeing some comments online. I was seeing some tweets. These weirdos were calling this guy racist. They're calling him racist for implying that foreigners or immigrants can't understand English. Like that, that wasn't the point. The point was that people weren't listening. So maybe he'll say it a different way and then, then they'll listen. It like, it was, a, it's weird, man. I don't know. Some people, they just stay mad. They look for anything, anything to get mad about. They wake up angry. It's like they accidentally put salt in their coffee instead of sugar or something. It's a small minority of people, but they're very vocal. They're very vocal, always commenting. They must not be happy with their lives or something. They don't put any thought into their statements, into their actions. It's really weird. And I don't think it's a harmless phenomenon, let's call it. I don't think it's harmless. I think it, even though it's easy to ignore people like that, for, for most of us, I just feel like, False accusations like this or ridiculous accusations, people reading into shit that is not really there, is just going to make it harder for people to believe when when some shit is real. It's going to make it harder for people to believe or to take it seriously when someone is really making racist comments or when they have a real concern with with a politician doing some dirt. I don't know what to say about that. It's just weird. It wasn't a big story. It's uh, really of no importance, but it made me laugh a little bit and it made me cringe a little bit more. And, uh, you know, that it doesn't make up for for Doug Ford's poor job handling the pandemic. It's not it's not distracting any of us from the real issues. At least it shouldn't. But it was funny. I can't talk about this anymore because it's a non-issue. So let's get moving. Okay, so now it's time for the big time story extravaganza. Now, it's not that crazy, but what I want to talk about is the AFCFTA. That's a mouthful. That's a terrible acronym, but it stands for the African Continental Free Trade Area. So this is a trade union 
that encompasses a bunch of different African nations. And essentially the goal is to create a single market, a common market across the continent that will facilitate trade and investment and, and well, there's a lot of other potential positives. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just describe it a little bit. And then, uh, and then I just want to share my thoughts. So the AFCFTA officially launched January 1st this year. It was, it was planned to be like in 2020, but 2020 was a kind of a shit show. So a lot of things got delayed and, you know, we are talking about Africa, you know, how uh, things don't always happen on time. So while it did officially launch, it was also kind of symbolic because, well, it's symbolic for a couple of reasons. So the first is that while 54 out of the 55 African Union countries signed the agreement, so that's the, the majority, the vast majority of African nations signed on to this, um, with Eritrea being the only one that did not sign it. Um, even, even so, not all of them ratified the agreement. Not all of the, the signees ratified the agreement. They didn't sign it into law. So only around 30 did that. I believe it was 33. So it's not yet yeah, officially launched, but you know, it, it hasn't really, it hasn't really started. And that's, that's the next point. Even these countries that have ratified the AFCFTA have signed it into law in their country. Uh, it, it hasn't been implemented and that's going to take a long time because as you'll see, as I'll, as I'll explain, this is a big project. It's, it's a massive undertaking socially, um, uh, infrastructurally, economically, everything. It's huge. And we all know how African governments are when it comes to getting things done in a timely manner. So we, sh we shall see. This is a huge project. If, if all 54 nations were to ratify, this would make up the largest trade union in the world by population. 1.3 billion people. And removing tariffs from 90% of goods between these member nations, between 1.3 billion people, creating free trade between 1.3 billion people. I mean, just think about how that could help develop these countries in multiple different ways. And that's where I'm coming to the goals of the AFCFTA. Man, that's a terrible acronym. They they got it. They should have worked on that. Like they should have they should have checked with somebody, checked with a marketing guy or something. That's terrible. I mean, look at the European Union. They got the EU. It's simple, or or the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA. It's simple. It's it's a nice it's a nice acronym. It's easy to say and it's quick. But we're left with the AFCFTA. Okay. Anyway, so. Their main goal, like I said, is to create a single market, which will enhance competitiveness within Africa, but also across the globe, because it'll help these economies get a jump start. It'll help them, these economies that are lagging behind, it'll boost them up and give them access to the globe, to the rest of the world, through the more developed countries with more uh, expansive trade networks. It'll facilitate the movement of capital and people, which will facilitate investment. Think about it. People will be traveling more. They'll be, it'll be just way easier to 
to see what's going on in other places. Like uh, I was reading this article about this, this woman from Ethiopia and she moved to Ghana and she's super excited because uh, she, she has a, she does some kind of, I don't know, cross continental trading business. So she, she imports Ethiopian coffee and she exports cocoa to Ethiopia. So those kind of things will just become easier and more developed and hopefully more common. So those kinds of things will just become easier and hopefully more common. So another one of the main issues is they want to boost industrial, agricultural, infrastructural development. And unfortunately, these are some of the things in which uh, certain African nations are lagging behind. Not even, not like not just lagging behind the rest of the world, but even within Africa, they're lagging behind a lot of other more developed African nations. And um, this, this is a serious problem because not having enough agricultural or infrastructural development can lead to problems like food security. And that's a, that's a huge issue, obviously. And when things like food security are an issue when when food security is at the top of your to-do list other things other issues bigger picture issues like uh, environmental problems and sustainability um, are not really they don't really matter they don't really have any weight to them and so hopefully with this agricultural and infrastructural development they can move past worrying about food security and and other other such issues. I'm not saying every country is is worried about food security, but it's just an example. And hopefully they can move past that and then start focusing on you know sustainability in their industrial practices and in their agricultural practices and stuff like that. And another another So also in their list of goals is working on inclusivity and socioeconomic development. So inclusivity in the economy, like they want to get more women access to school, to, to work. Um, they, they want it. So they want to get. So another one of the goals on their list is to increase inclusivity and. So another one of their goals is to increase inclusivity in the economy to get, you know, to get some more gender equality, to get more women involved in the economy, more women educated. And hopefully this can lead to, to some social structure transformations, some more socioeconomic development, and we can get some more social mobility because that's one of the problems in, in some of these really poor countries. They're, they're stratified just like our societies are socially stratified, but it's much, we have much more social mobility. Like you can go from the poorest Canadian to the richest. I mean, it's, it's hard, it's unlikely, but it's much easier to move, to, to move tax brackets in a country like this versus a country like say, uh, I don't know, DRC. It's, it's much more difficult when you're at the bottom. The bottom is much more cemented in than our bottom. If this is done right and done in a relatively quick manner, this could be a 
this could be a huge, huge benefit to the to the continent, like from the richest man to the poorest man, all sectors of, of the economy. This could change everything. So I was reading on the website, the AFCFTA's website, and they're talking about how we're all countries to ratify. We're all member nations to ratify. This could increase intra-African trade from 18% to 50%. So right now, trading between African nations is only about 18% of total African trade. So the, the vast majority they're trading with other countries, whether it's Europe or Asia or North America, South America, whatever it is. And that could increase from 18% to 50%. Half of all trade, half of all trade would be within the continent. And that's by 2030. That's a, a projection that could happen by 2030. And they're also saying that this could create, by 2025, 14 million jobs. By 2025. In four years. I don't know. I'm not an economist. I don't know how likely that is. But a man can dream, can he not? I just think this would be super dope. This would be sick for, for Africa to really focus on itself without foreign influence, without colonial influence. And yes, I say colonial because that's still going on. The Europeans colonized Africa and some of them never left. We could look at France as an example. While yes, they granted independence to some of their former African properties, essentially, but you know, we'll say they're African colonies, but with a couple of conditions. So one of them was that they have to use the CFA franc, which is, um, at the time, it was a, a currency based on the French franc. And it basically gave France more favorable pricing when purchasing raw materials because these developing African nations were, I mean, their, their, their whole economy essentially was, was based on the production of raw materials. And so having their currency tied to the franc was beneficial for France. Um, to be honest, I don't fully understand how that part works, but I think I'm going to do an episode specifically on that because there's some really interesting developments coming out actually with like a, a single West African currency being talked about. So I'm going to jump into that in the next few weeks. But yeah, France France never left. They So that was one of the conditions. Another condition was to maintain some kind of a formal relationship with France. It's, it's really patronizing and it's gross, to be honest. So I'm just hoping that as these countries, as the continent as a whole can boost itself up and, and boost its economy, they can hopefully shed some of this bullshit, some of this babysitting done by specifically European countries. Now, I do see a few problems on the horizon. And the biggest one, the most obvious one, is the lack of infrastructure. And that's a huge hurdle. So the AFCFTA is, is supposed to boost infrastructure development. And it, I'm sure it will. But the lack of infrastructure is a hurdle to the development of infrastructure. I mean, if you don't have roads between cities or between countries, how are you going to get materials? How are you going to get labor? How are you going to get all of this back and forth? So it's, it's going to be really tough. And I think that's where we're going to see kind of an imbalance between um, not only how 
or not only which countries implement uh, this this trade agreement, but also which countries see the benefits. Because like West Africa, Southern Africa, East Africa, North Africa, they're all fairly well integrated with the world markets and with each other. Um, but Central Africa is lacking. And in there, in that, that whole Congo Basin area, where it's a lot of mining, a lot of agriculture, it's densely forested, there's not great roads, it's going to be really tough for them because they don't have, like I said, they don't already have this infrastructure built um, to then build more. So they're really starting from, from the ground up. But hopefully the economic developments elsewhere will kind of boost this whole situation, boost this whole free trade area and they can get more more development in quicker than you know where it just DRC themselves and the second problem i see is something that's not exclusive to africa and that is corruption corruption is everywhere from north to south east to west it's all over the world yeah i don't know if it's worse in africa or if it's just the most obvious in Africa, it seems like they don't really try and hide it, a lot of these countries. So I just hope that funding doesn't get misappropriated. And I'm hoping that a lot of these leaders just act correctly and act in the benefit of their people. I heard a speech from the president of Ghana, and it was actually pretty sick. He was talking about how all these countries that have not ratified they need to get in as soon as possible. They need to sign this into law ASAP because he doesn't want anyone left behind. He he really wants the, the continent to come together and, and really create something, really create something meaningful. And uh, I just hope that other leaders can kind of follow that example and 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 really just, just boost each other up and be really encouraging because it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a lot of countries. So while I do see some problems, there are also some potential solutions. So the African Union, which is a, an intergovernmental organization that that facilitates communication and cooperation between African states, um, they're working on a few infrastructure projects, which will hopefully kickstart um, kickstart this 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 whole trade agreement. So they're working on international highways. I think it's between Ivory Coast and Nigeria. So that's going through a bunch of countries. They're working on, I think, a power line, like a massive power line between Tanzania and Kenya, I believe, and a bridge between Brazzaville and Kinshasa. These, I think these have potential, and I'm hoping that, uh, that, that they can bring some of these countries that really need really need the development, they can bring them up to speed. Another benefit, which is really a result that could become a benefit. I feel like I'm saying benefit a lot. But this one is that I think that when these more developed countries start to start to rake in the dollars and start to see some real stimulus in their economy, some increase in entrepreneurship and and international trade and movement. I think once these other countries that either haven't ratified the agreement or have yet to implement it, once they start seeing these real 
tangible results that their that their neighbors are experiencing, I think it'll encourage them to really get their shit going and to really to really focus and buckle down and and make this AFC AFCF TBCDFG to make this AFCFTA what it should be. Your boy is not an economist. I'm not a political scientist. I'm at the end of my knowledge about the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. Um, I, I can't talk about this any longer. I won't have anything to say, but I have given myself an idea while recording this. So I do think I'll do an episode about the CFA Frank and France's continuing colonial presence in Africa and also around the world because they got some other sneaky shit going on around the world. So if that would interest anybody, let me know. Maybe send me a message or something. And aside from that, I'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>